I want to caution our brothers of how you are projecting your image out to the world, because stress not only can impact your mental and physical health; sometimes it could be life and death. Hey, family! I'm Leon Guidry. Welcome to the Brother Be Well podcast. Our conversations focus on mental health and wellness. Our intent is to provide a safe space for boys and men of color to reduce disparities, remove stigma, heal trauma, and to end prolonged suffering. Listen up, y'all. I want to open it up to to you, maybe Richard. We haven't heard from you in a second, so we'll start with you, Richard Toledo. What are some of the ways, first of all, are are you in the grace camp? Do you enjoy nature? Do you use that as a way to kind of de-stress? And if not, or so, what are some of maybe the other ways in which you manage stress? So, yeah, I actually love nature. Nature is uh, what reduces my stress all around, whether I, you know, I could go to the beach, I could go to, um, you know, a forest, and it just calms me down uh because of the silence maybe not so much at the beach because because the you know the currents but in the forest just listening to the birds and just so quiet things that you can't get in a city such as the uh, los angeles um and so that that is very very soothing um i actually took a uh a one-week road trip um in uh, this year in august and um you know, I went up Northern California, San Francisco, Santa Barbara, went to Reno, Nevada, came down to Las Vegas. And um, it was very relaxing, something that I would want to do again. Um, it tired me out because after a whole week of not being in the house, you know, it does get uh, uh, a little exhausting. But although I was exhausted, it was just a physical exhaustion, but my stress was nowhere to be found, which was a plus. Sounds like a great trip. I want to open it up to anybody else, any other nature enthusiasts. You know, one of the things Grace mentioned and, and Richard, you just reminded me of it for me. And I've known this all of my life. If I can get to a body of water and it really doesn't matter how big it doesn't have to be the Pacific Ocean. I grew up in Detroit and the Detroit River runs straight, straight through or straight by. And even if I could just get to the river just for a few minutes, I'm lucky here in Sacramento, California, we're at a convergence of two rivers. So there's a lot and my home's not far from one of them. So just any water and it can even be artificial. Right. Uh, I I dealt with a had a stressful uh, fall last fall. Uh, I'll just tell you, I lost both of, of my dogs in the middle of the pandemic and didn't realize how those dogs were such a support for me. So when the second one left, I really you know, started to feel that. And I decided to put a little fountain. They they both used to eat and drink in the kitchen. So where they used to hang out and eat and drink, I put a fountain in there. And so help me, the, the sound of that water reminds me of one of my dogs. She would she would lap up all the water. And it would make me laugh in the other room because I would just, I thought she was going to drown herself with the sound of that. And it, just to replicate that kind of centers me now. So just for me, being near water, any body of water, I want to open it up to everybody else. Any other nature enthusiasts, who wants to go next? Maybe uh, Malik, why don't you talk about nature? Oh, Andre, you got your hand up. Andre, why don't you take it? Nature as a means of managing stress and then other ways in which you might manage stress. First of all, I wanted to say those, uh, the two young ladies who did those uh, uh, videos, the one thing I so appreciated was they were in nature when they did those videos. I've yeah. seen commercials where people tell you to go out in nature and they're sitting in the office. <laughs> that was great. That was great. I love sound. I love background. 
Um, and I don't know if you can hear in my background, I got a 50 gallon fish tank that keeps me in tune with nature whenever I need to go ahead and, you know, just relax for a minute. But what I wanted to say is um, me growing up in the inner city, um, I never thought I would have the opportunity to go camping, um, be a, going to nature. And, and when I was young, I used to tell my mom, when I would see it on TV, you know, in the Brady Bunch, that's all I am. Um, you know, camping is for rich white kids. So I ended up having an opportunity to join the Boy Scouts. And I can tell you right now, my first time leaving the city of Sacramento and going into the mountains and looking behind me and seeing the the whole city landscape change, see the the the, the smoke in the air change, and then roll the windows down and you hear nature. That there was like my first experience that I'll never forget. And so reason why I brought that up is because I noticed where I live at now with a lot of inner city youth, they don't get the opportunity to even experience that. All they know is the city. Mm. And I think if they ever got a chance to experience that just one time, like I said, it changed my life. It changed my life to the point where me and my best friend who joined the Boy Scouts just so we can get some more of that nature, um, start taking kids in our neighborhood every time we go camping every year, uh, minus the last year, two years because of COVID. We always take uh, some of the youth around our neighborhood who are single parent households who, you know, their mom or dad might say, hey, I'll never take them camping because I don't like camping. So. I just wanted to say, yes, that there, I think, would change a lot. It helped me to learn how to appreciate things, especially growing up in the inner city. I appreciate you sharing that, Andre. I want to open it up to, to everybody else. I'll tell you one thing about Grace, and, and thank you for pointing that out, Andre. I, too, have seen those commercials about people that give advice about something and in their physical environment, they don't seem to be replicating that. I will tell you about both Grace and Cherie. Even if I weren't in tune to nature, the way she presents things just makes me say, I need to take a look at that. Like a couple of things she said in the video did make me say, I'm going to I'm going to add that to my own regimen. So I appreciate that feedback for one of our brother. Be well experts. I'm curious about others of you. Devante, are you a, are you a nature person? Is that one of the ways in which you you manage stress? Uh, Yes, I am a nature person. I like to get especially in this uh the what is it quarantine times uh I, I feel like i make it a priority to try to get outside um and then it's just like when you confined and stuff like that it it just hurts you know what i'm saying like you gotta be able to get away like i feel like it hurts your head like you're not eating right and you're just not yourself you know you just anybody who's ever like operated at their full self they know like like when when you all just stressed out, you just not there a hundred percent. So like I think just focusing on on ways to uh to alleviate that stress and um understanding that you know your body is reacting to certain situations um, and if you have different different things put in place, you know what I'm saying to to help you help your body react. Like like for example uh. I could give a great example about Brother B. Will. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I just got connected with uh, free free therapy, and I've never done that before. And uh, it gives me a really good, a different perspective in life. You know what I'm saying? So having people to talk to, uh, breathing exercises, positive aff- affirmations, uh, which will lead to positive actions, hopefully. And, uh, 
you know, just have finding healthy, healthy ways to address your mental health and, uh, and, um, uh, and, and, and like just not normalizing being stressed out, you know what I'm saying? Just going every day, like this is normal and I'm going to just blaze up or I'm going to go drink, you know, whatever. Um, I think having healthy ways to address that is, is big. So yeah, nature for sure. <laughs> I appreciate all of that, uh, Devante. And in fact, not only do we not want to normalize stress, we're trying to brother be well to normalize conversations just like this one. Right. So you got men of color all talking about, you know, so we know we're not by ourselves. I know for a long time I convinced myself I was the only one that could possibly be dealing with all this. And I didn't grow up in a family where where therapy was not only was it not encouraged, it was actually discouraged. Right. So I had to unlearn so much of what I learned as a very young person and say, you know what, I'm not going to get better until I'm comfortable talking about it first with peers and colleagues and then later with professionals. And and that's how you move forward. So I appreciate that feedback before we um, get ready. And I, I can't believe most of the time has, has went by us. I want to just ask a final, maybe not so quick question. I wish we had more time on it, but I'm curious about stress is is often and we've certainly framed it today as a negative a negative uh, force can can any maybe one or two of you talk about a time when stress was actually something positive in your life the thought that came to me as we were talking earlier i heard one or two of you talk about it caused me to shut down and then prioritize and that prioritization is a positive thing right if you got a lot on your plate we all need to learn how to decide what's important today and what's important this morning, this afternoon, what can wait till tomorrow, what can wait till the weekend. So maybe if one or two of you, uh, you know, a quick hand could go up and you could talk about how stress actually turned into something positive. D'Angelo, you look like you're ready to go. Why don't you talk about stress as a positive force? Uh, when my body's not forcefully shut down, um, I think stress, man, it's, it's one of the great motivators. Um, it's helped me get through a lot of nights, not only uh, like that, but like through college, through um, through football practice, through a military college. Um, the stress, it, it's kind of like the way off. You know, I, I kind of do like a, a, a weight thing, right? So, you know, I could either worry, either I could be 20 years down the line and I could be worrying about about bills you know i've been broke before i've been homeless before i've been kicked out or i've been evicted before or not me but you know when i was living but i didn't want that anymore so that stress of always thinking you know that's a possibility or knowing what that's like and not wanting to go back to it you know that really helps me tighten up when um when i get a little out of focus you know when my spending gets too crazy when um when i when i'm not locking in with work you know uh, when I'm not locking in with my family and, and, and understanding and getting, you know, that stress or that saying, oh, man, you know, this is happening. You know, you know, why is this weighing so much on me? Oh, I haven't taken care of this. You know, once I take care of my stuff then I don't have any more stress. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been the motivator of in order to eliminate heavier stress down the line. And ever since that time, I've taken great more care of recognizing stress early on and then being motivated to at least like what, uh, what Andre and, um, sorry, Dr. Uh, I forgot his name, but, um, like he said is you need to prioritize and then getting that one single thing done. And then I'll find after I get that one thing done, everything is like an avalanche and that's, and that relief of the stress, um, drives me more and more and more to complete what I need to complete for that, like end goal of stress-free 
on my porch reading a book. Like that's that's what that's what drives me to complete everything because I need to be stress free or I want to be stress free. That's powerful. That's that's a powerful set of systems to work through that. Any anyone else? Maybe we got time for one other person to share a, a, a time or a stressor that actually turned into something positive. Patrick Ma, you know what, Patrick Ma, for those of you that haven't seen it yet, he's got the one of the most compelling personal stories I have ever even I'm talking about over my whole life, not just brother. We well, the most incredible story of resilience that you could ever read and see. So check that out at brotherbewell.com. Patrick, talk about it. Thank you, Michael. Um, I think, yes, stress can be quite beneficial because, you know, we ourselves are our worst critic, right? So when I think when there is a little bit of stress that is manageable, it's really, and excuse my language, it's fire a little, it put a little fire under my tushy and make me work harder. Um, last year, when I was a fellow with UC Davis Dermatology Department, I was stressed, but I know it was a good stress because I'm working toward a goal. However, I do want to caution the panelists and everybody at home. Stress is not something that we should normalize. That our society has almost elevated and glamorized stress. You know, how many times have you seen on Facebook people, someone who appeared to be very successful or very fit would post something like team no sleep and team multitasking and, you know, teams no day off. And that is just awful. Everybody needs sleep. Everybody needs a day off because mental health day should be a thing. And, you know, taking a break should be a thing. Um, I know I'm taking a lot of time, but there is one study that I want to share it's actually a Japanese study that has been done how facial expressions can impact how the world perceives you and in turn how they treat you. Um, the reason why I want to bring this up was um, a painful, painful reality that we live in as men of colors, not so much myself, because even though I am a clinician, um, I am aware that I am an Asian man and a lot of time I am not perceived as threat. However, many of our brothers of color, especially if you are black men, are being racially profiled. Um, you know, there's racial profiling going on, not only with the police, but also just in general public. When you are a grouchy, frowning man, you appear as a threat to the public. And because they will not stop you and ask you, hey, man, how's your day going on? Is anything going on with your life? Nobody would do that they would automatically judge you and assume that you are a threat to them. You know, best case scenario, they avoid you. Worst case scenario, they call the cops on you. So I want to caution our brothers of colors to be mindful of how you are projecting your image out to the world because stress not only can impact your mental and physical health, sometimes it could be life and death. And that's just a heavy, heavy end to the conversation. But it is something that I want to remind our audience. I think it's a, it's a heavy end to a heavy conversation. I, I wish we had another hour because I love maybe we'll do another session. I, I like to you got to we've got to balance that right with how we present ourselves with being authentic. And I, I would not advocate someone kind of putting on a mask, so to speak. But the reality is for, for men of color and black men, for sure, we we grow up in a world where we have to learn to do that anyway. I remember a relative of mine talking about 
you know, black people are bil bilingual from the time they're born. We have to learn how to talk a certain way and, and present a certain way. So there's some power to that. Um, and, and once again, Patrick, Ma, you've given me something to think about here. So I think you always give me homework when we do one of these podcasts or one of these videos. We're just about out of time. I can't believe the time has flown by so quickly. We've got some resources that I'd like to share with you. The, the main website is brother, that I'd like to tell you about today, at least, is brotherbewell.com and do backslash resources. There are a number of resources on that site, everything from a crisis text hotline. Uh, the SAC County has a mental health access line. Uh, all of this is listed on that site. Uh, Sacramento uh, Mental Health Urgent Care Clinic is there as well. And we got a little scroll so you can take these down. There's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And, and that one, every time I say that, I kind of almost choke up because of my own intersection with suicide ideation. And then again, that Brother Be Well uh, website, brotherbewell.com backslash resources is that one. Um, you can also take a look at brotherbewell.com backslash plans. And that's where you can actually sign up to take advantage of all the resources that are part of Brother Be Well. The blog is free. You can sign up for the blog right on our main website. Just give us your email address and you'll get blog alerts when we add uh, new pieces every week to the platform. But if you could take a look at Brother Be Well backslash plans and actually join the Brother Be Well Brotherhood, we sure appreciate it. Want to thank everybody uh, for their time and attention. We're one brother short tonight. And, you know, speaking of stress, we had another gentleman who was going to join us. Well, he's on the East Coast. He didn't realize we're on Pacific Coast time. And he said he's in college. And he said, I got a calculus exam in the morning. I'm stressed out. So, you know, what can you do? I said, dude, take care of your exam. We'll catch you next time around. So I know everybody's at the end of a busy day. I really want to thank the entire panel. Thank you guys for being a part of this. Really appreciate it. My name, again, Michael P. Coleman. I'm content director with Brother Be Well. Um, if you like this video or anything we've talked about and you're intrigued, check out brotherbewell.com. There are more videos, uh, audio podcasts, print resources, selfie videos, uh, two of which uh, we saw tonight. A lot, a lot of stuff you can take advantage of at brotherbewell.com. My name again, Michael P. Coleman. Do me two favors. Take great care of yourself. And while you're at it, take great care of somebody else. Till next time. Bye-bye. This has been the Brother Be Well podcast. I'm Leon Guidry. Shout out to our sponsors, Sutter Health and the Sacramento County Division of Behavioral Health Services through the voter-approved Proposition 63 Mental Health Services Act. And don't forget our goals, to reduce disparities, remove stigma, heal trauma, and to end prolonged suffering. If you have feedback on today's episode, tweet us at Brother Be Well or email info at brotherbewell.com. Click the subscribe button right now and plan to join us next time. Until then, be well, brothers.